With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The biggest thing for me out of the preseason games we saw is not writing teams off and jumping to some early crazy conclusion off the back of one preseason game just for talkback reaction. I'd like your calls, obviously. I want to talk to you about the footy that just happened. I'd love your calls. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. But I don't want to be the guy that takes these preseason games for something that they're not. They are practice games. And the same lesson pops up in these games every year. So this time last year, preseason, last season, Gold Coast beat Geelong by 23 points. Cats won the flag. Lost four games for the year in the end. And round one, after that loss to the Gold Coast, Geelong defeated Essendon by 66 points. So you can actually take something from round one, but preseason, Geelong beaten by the Gold Coast. The Giants smashed Collingwood preseason last year by 41 points. So 15 goals to eight they kicked. The Giants finished third last. Collingwood finished to kick off a grand final. So let's not take too much out of these games, I think. But there was something for me that I took out of it. So I would like to hear what you do take out of it yourself. The biggest thing for me is what you can definitively confirm. And that is that list-wise, four very good teams have got better. That's the thing that the weekend confirmed to me. Brisbane have got better. Already very good. But Dunkley... Looked great in the midfield. He looked fantastic. He looked so good that they're able to use now Cam Rayner as a defender. So they've pushed Cam Rayner back. They've added to their defence because they've got this extra midfield goal kicker. So that's worked. Gunston looked great. Kicked a few goals. He's a straight shooter. So he's normally going to kick three out of four shots that he gets. And he allowed Joe Danaher to push up the field, Hipwood to push up the field, and not stay at home as often. I think Gunston's not only going to be great as a goal kicker, and as a lead-up target for the Brisbane Lions. But he's also, I think, going to help Danaher, who looked great, and Hipwood to become better players. And Will Ashcroft is a gun already. So this kid can play. He just kept getting it in this game. I've watched it back again because I've got the Lions game for Fox Footy this weekend against the Cats, or this Thursday night against the Cats. And Ashcroft is ready to go. So they've got, they've got the next Nick Dacos, Brisbane. So they've improved. You can take that to the bank. Melbourne's improved. Brody Grundy, Lockie Hutter, Melbourne look really good. So Melbourne's another team that have got better. Richmond's got better. Jacob Hopper, Tim Taranto. Uh, we talked a bit about Richmond over the preseason, so I won't bore you to death. But the, the four top teams that I think are going to finish top four this year have all got better. Richmond's one of them, and obviously Geelong. Tanner Bruin, Ollie Henry, Jack Bowes. So they've added those guys. They've got better. Yeah, they've lost Selwood, but I think they've got better. Max Holmes is a, has evolved into a centre square player with that burst speed, so he's a big addition for them. And Asaba Radagalia playing as a defender is something that they needed and they got. So they hardly had Asaba last year. So Geelong's got better. Collingwood, they didn't have Brody Grundy all last year. They still made a prelim, and I think they may have got better with Dan McStay. He looked good, and it was a heavily criticised trade. In fact, all year, Collingwood people and a lot of people carried on about this is the worst thing. What are we paying so much for for McStay, but I think Collingwood's got better as well. Nick Dacos is going to get better, and Collingwood, I think, might get a little bit better. So they're in the reckoning. Did Sydney get better? 
I'm not sure they have. Grand final last year. Uh, did Fremantle get better? They got Luke Jackson, but they lose Rory Lobb. Nat Fife, a fit Nat Fife forward, maybe is going to help them get better. Maybe he adds to that forward line, and Luke Jackson can become that really tall midfielder, push forward slash Ruckman. Port, have they got better? Probably. They've got Horn Francis. They have an Orazio Fantasia who's fit. I think it depends a bit on Mitch Georgiades and a couple of their young guys going to that next level. But, yeah, maybe Port have got better. I think the Bulldogs, we didn't see them in an internal trial. Um, so we didn't see them play on the weekend. The Giants and the Bulldogs let them to just play between themselves. But I think they'll get better through internal growth. Sam Darcy, Jamari Eagle-Hagan, Tim English is another year better as a ruckman. They've also added Liam Jones and Rory Lobb. So have the dogs got better? Yeah, I think they have. So your thoughts on all of that? one 300 I think Carlton are still a defender short. Have they got better? Well, Lewis Young looked vulnerable again in defence. No Sam Walsh for a few weeks now. Maybe not completely fit until, you know, fit and firing in the 18 until, you know, round three or four. So did Carlton get better? I still like their forward line. So Carlton are going to be good. Uh, Essendon don't have Jake Stringer. A lot rests on the improvement of Harry Jones and Nick Cox and Archie Perkins. And a lot rests on Brad Scott's coaching as well. So have Essendon got better? I'm not sure. Saints, same. Didn't get better with their list. They added Zane Cordy. Uh, Wind Hager and Owens, you know, are going to improve. Lose Jack Billings. Ross Lyons, a big key to them getting better. Um, Gold Coast, have they improved? Maybe not. Uh, if Ben King stays fit, well, maybe they have. But, you know, the West Coast Eagles improve. They, they look great. Oscar Allen, they had two wins last season. So the West Coast Eagles, they will improve. Uh, they, I'm not sure how many they'll win, but it'll be more than two. Hawthorne and Adelaide, will they improve? Well, they won eight games last year. It's hard to see them improving much more than that. So your thoughts on all of that? one three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you haven't improved over the preseason, then you've dropped backwards, I reckon. Gary and Avondale Heights, we head to your calls. What can you do, Gary? G'day, Dwayne. Um, first of all, look forward to chatting with the Moto, on the Moto GP during the year. That's um, first thing. Um, also, I wanted to talk about um, what Chris Scott had to say this morning about um, ditching the pre-season games and actually having um, two more extra rounds playing four premiership points. I mean, I agree with him because all this is just going to do is um, you don't want to have your best players getting injuries pre-season by these uh uh, practice matches. That's the worst case scenario. So I reckon they, we should have it, you know, um, two, ga- two more extra rounds with premiership points. Yeah, Gary, I'm 100% with you. I spoke to Jared Whiteley just before I came on. I had to listen to the Chris Scott interview and I'm 100% on board with this. So look, right now we still have a two pre-season game format. The weekend of club v club games just gone and the one to come. The Bulldogs and the Giants elected not to play last weekend. So they believe a one-game preseason lead-in is enough. Chris Scott does too. I'll play you the grab from earlier today if you haven't heard it. But Chris Scott, he believes maybe having no preseason games can be done. Uh, he re- he's repeated that a few times over the last couple of years. So it's very easy, I think, for the AFL to turn what is a 23-game season this year into a 24-game per team season next year and start a week earlier, which I'm all for. And if you have listened to this show before, you know that. I, I would like... A week earlier season start, so 24 home and away season games, one preseason game only. Maybe I'd even push it out to 25 home and away seasons. I'd be more than happy with that. What I'm not sold on 
is reducing game time. Chris Scott's floated it again today. So a 26-game season possible if you reduce game time by 10 minutes per game. I'm not sold on that. I'd be fine with it if it happened. So if it did happen, reduce game time, okay. But I'm not the one pushing that for change. Um, Give me the happy medium. 24 or 25 home to away games. Start a week earlier. So start this weekend and have the full game time. So I'm with you on that, Gary. I agree 100% with you. Hold the line. You've got a Signet Boost Power Bank valid at 44.95 coming your way. Signet Boost Power Banks will keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24/7. And if you've got a thought on that, 1-300-736-736 is the number. Got a heap of calls. To get to, so we'll get to your calls. We've got a heap to give away. Bottles of Starwood, two-fold double grain Australian whiskey as well, thanks to Hairy Dog's Summer of Aussie Spirits, hairydog.com.au, and a few more of those Signet Boost power banks. Paul in Rosanna wants to talk to dogs. Have you improved? Paul, welcome to you. I, I, I don't. Yep, I reckon we have with all our tall timber. Absolutely. And I think without injuries, we'll be in the mix for top four. Yeah, I agree that you might have got a little bit better. I, I like the fact that you've got so many tools. And I'll play a little bit of Chris Scott from earlier today as well. He thinks the game is evolving to a more of a key forward dominant game. That's something that he saw out of the preseason. And I think he might actually be right with this. I think that we might be seeing teams use more key forwards forward and have more tools. Because if a team has more key forwards, you're going to have to have more key tall backs to counter them. So let me play you that little piece of Chris Scott because this stuck out to me. It might have got lost in the wash, but I want to play it to you because I see this trend from what I've seen on the weekend as well. Here's Chris Scott on that. I think generally across the competition, most teams are thinking that um, fast footy um, is something that you need to have um, in your repertoire. Um, I think it looks to be a few teams sort of experimenting with um, you know, some more height in their, in their forward half. Um, but again, uh, the, the footy that works in in late February, March is, is often a different style to what works when the ground's get a bit heavier and um, you know the colder weather comes in in July. So there is more height in the forward half, which means Chris Scott, if he's thinking that, thinks, okay, well we better have more height in our defence then to counter more height in the forward half. And when you talk about more height in the forward half, you know, Cowan's got Kerno, Mackay, and De Koning can drift forward. I mean, if Pitnet rucks or Murkoff rucks for Carlton, then they can actually push those three guys through there. So I'm agreeing with you on the key forward stuff, and it's a good thing, I think, if we involved in that direction. Greg in Moorabark, you want to talk about uh, a little bit of goal kicking, are you? Welcome to you, Greg. Yeah, thanks very much, Lionel. Thanks for having me on. But I've got a correction, mate, just quickly. Um, my first time, um, I've actually got to change my call sign to Greg from Chum Creek because my long-term partner decided to give me the raspberry sauce. About a week ago, mate. So, oh, so yeah, sad. Chum. Oh, look, we're a throwaway society, mate. So, you get up and move on with it. Hey, um, <laughs> just a quickie. Oh, well, you do, mate. You can't quite overspill, well. Um, just a quickie, mate. I reckon if they're going to try new things in the pre-season, I reckon they should try. Aussie rules is probably about the only sport going round where if the ball hits the upright, it's instantly stop play. It's a point, but I reckon they should try something with the goalpost. If it, hits the, if it hits the goalpost and comes back into play, it's play on. Or if it hits the goalpost and goes through for a goal, it's a goal. Because basically, the goalposts are only there to signify where the goals are, true? Yeah, true. But I don't think that system that we've got, that we've had for 100 years, is broken to the point that it needs fixing. So 
it would change the scoring system forever if all those shots that nicked the inside of the post, how many more goals would Dunstall have kicked? He might, he might actually deserve an end down at Marble Stadium. They might have to take uh, uh, Lockett's name off it and put Dunstall up there. I'm not sure how many times Lockett's nicked the inside of the post, but it, would, it changes the whole scoring system, I think. I'm not sure how many goals Lance Franklin would now have to his name because in Lance Franklin's time... As a forward, retrospectively, we could now award him all the goals that we know nick the post. Someone probably took a stat on that. I don't want to alter that part of our game, Greg. I know it might be fun. Uh, it hits the, ho- hits the post and bounces back in. What if, uh, what if you've got to kick after the siren, Greg, and you need a point to win, and you hit the goal post and it, back, and it hits the post and bounces back into play? So you don't win? No score? Well, that's, 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 just, that's just the... Um the way the mob flops, mate, you know, you sort of take the good with the bad, but um, I think after the siren, you could probably, you know, have in the field of play, I mean, you know, like, if it's in play, but after the siren's obviously an exception, but in, yeah, generally in the field of play, just keep going until it, like, literally goes through the goals. No, I don't like it, Greg, but I appreciate the fact that uh, you give us a call and give us some lateral thoughts, and just because I disagree with you doesn't mean I won't hand you something. Hold the line, you've got a Brick Lane brewing voucher coming your way, Brick Lane at One Love Pale Ale, perfect for all occasions, and the ultimate crowd, please, that drink responsibly. I don't mind change when it's fixing something that needs fixing, but this I don't think the scoring system needs fixing. What I think needs fixing is people's goal-kicking prowess. That needs fixing, and I think that's on the fix from what I understand. Perfectly timed ad during that ad break as well. Uh, the NRL advertising 27 weeks of epic action, as if on cue now that we're talking about lengthening the AFL season. I'll play you the Chris Scott grab on that very shortly. Um, Brent and South Morang, I know you're on the line. A couple of texts that have come through. Uh, the AFL tried ball hitting the post, coming back into play and being play on during the preseason ages ago, and they never tried it again. Thank God it was terrible. Mark from Vermont, and I'm agreeing with you 100%, Mark. Um, you know, I didn't want to be too strong on it, but uh, hate's too strong a word, but, but I hate the idea of that part of the game changing. Um, that's one thing. That's the last thing that needs to be fixed. Uh, no, leave the AFL posts alone. Keep it as it is. Not broken. Don't fix it. Uh, they would rename the Coleman the Richo Medal if they did that. Yeah, maybe Matthew Richardson hit the post more than most. Uh, North has improved. Pipe, so Brett reckons North have improved. Just the sheer fact you've got um, an experienced coach at the helm means that North has improved. You have lost... You have lost a pretty good player, Horn Francis. Now, I know it wasn't great for you last year, but if he is going to be a, a Nick Dacos and a Will Ashcroft type of player for year two, then, you know, you have lost something there. But, uh, yeah, I think on the, on the strength of the coaching change, you should improve as well. Um, Ty Dwayne is a Collingwood supporter taking two minutes off each quarter. No way. We would have finished with only four wins for the season. Johnny in Remark and... Yeah, Collingwood were good again against Carlton in the last two minutes. They nearly pinched that game. Nearly came from two goals down to beat Carlton again in that game at Icon Park. Had they kicked straight, I reckon they would have stolen it because they knew what they were doing in the last two minutes. And Carlton just fizzed it around, and I'm not sure they actually knew what they were trying to practice. But Collingwood knew what they were doing. Anyway, Chris Scott, he was on on, uh, Gerard Waitley's show earlier today saying this about making the season longer. 25, 26, 27 game season, having a reduced pre-season, even no pre-season games, even though I'd stick with one, and whether or not he'd actually reduce game time per game to allow the 28-minute season to happen. I do. I do think that going in um, with a little more uncertainty would be better for the fans and sort of more interesting for the people that 
um, study the game. Certainly less certainty, but I think that's one of the things the AFL have tried to do over the last four or five years is kind of, um, you know, add to um, the chaos, if you like, um, make, make it harder to um, really control the game um, from the coach's box. So more frustrating for us, but um, I, I get the hypothesis that that would be a good thing for the game. Could you see a time where we started in the early part of March and played a couple of extra rounds in, in addition to even what we're doing this year, maybe 26 rounds and, and not worrying about a pre-season? I, I could, and I, and I completely get the logic with gather round. Um, and, you know, in principle, I guess it was the AFL. For, you know, whether they're right or not, I think their observation has been that when they watched the two pre-season games, it's not like it was 10 years ago where a lot of young players um, are getting a bit of opportunity and it's really sort of a bit of a kick around for the more experienced guys because there's only two. It's almost all guns blazing. And on that basis, why don't we play those games, you know, for four points if you're going as hard in early March as you would be in early April? Um, so, and, and again, it's a part of my logic with... Um, having fewer pre-season games is that we place a very heavy emphasis on the season as a whole and the workload of, of our players. And even when it comes to, to injury, like you never want to see players injured, but getting players injured in pre-season games um, is more difficult to swallow than you know, in the early rounds of the season. So the, the only caveat I'll put on it is that um, there, there does need to be a line somewhere. And I think more and more games and longer and longer pre-seasons um, don't make any sense um, unless there's some give and take, and I think that I think that take has to be um, overall game time. I'm a, I'm a big advocate of reducing um, the game time, you know, not by a significant margin. I think if we, if we reduced our game time by say 10 minutes and didn't tell anyone, I don't reckon anyone would notice, but it would have a big impact across 27 or 28 weeks of the season. Chris Scott, on that, reduce game time and make the season longer, 26, 27, 28 weeks. I'm for extending the season, but I'm not for reducing game time. Um, one here from Gia. Wow, Pipe, just change the rules like you usually want. Um, it's actually the opposite. I think there's a lot of things that I don't want to change. Uh, and changing the scoring structure where the ball hits the post and bounces back into play and it's play on, no. Hate it, don't want to change it. Reduce game time, no. Don't want to change it. There's a lot of things I don't want to change. Mid-season trade period, between clubs to trade players mid... No, don't want it. So there's a lot of stuff that I don't want. So, uh, Gia, keep listening. Great to have your text come through every now and then. But uh, there's a couple of people that send through texts that are bizarre uh, sometimes. Um, one thing here uh, about it, why is SEN the Collingwood Cheer Squad channel? Um, have we mentioned Collingwood that much today? I'm not sure we have. Anyway, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Brett sending through the text saying North uh, has improved pipe. Another one here saying, I think... Over the year, the Hawks will get better. Uh, why not be tested by the best in the AFL? Probably be 8th to 13th on the ladder. That's from Dean, and I agree with you 100%, Dean. Good part for Hawthorne is they get tested by two really good teams pre-season. Um, they got tested uh, in a pretty good hit-out against Geelong, and they get tested against Collingwood and Launceston this coming Thursday. Uh, contenders like Brisbane and Port Adelaide will not be able to cope with the Bulldogs' forward line of Darcy, Lobb, Eugle, Hagen, and Norton due to... A lack of key back depth, J-Dog. And if that is an advantage that the Dogs have this year, they take that into the season and make something of it, then great stuff. Team's doing something different. 
is fantastic for the evolution of the sport. Craig in Launceston, welcome to you, Craig. You got a thought on Norse improvement? Yeah, I just uh, wanted to put a uh, comment around uh, the Roos looking a bit better uh, uh, on the weekend. They seem to have a bit more system about things, which is really good to see considering uh, even though uh, Alice is a good coach, it's going to take a while to implement the systems. You know? Yeah, so, I agree with uh, you, Craig. But he should, bring a, he should bring an improvement across the board, shouldn't he? I mean, the stability of the club uh, hopefully is something that's going to help 1%. Uh, his coaching methodology and the fact that he's been in the game a lot longer and um, has, a, has a, a history of winning behind him should also you know, count for a couple of percent. So just across the board in that regard, you should improve anyway, shouldn't you? You're not going to have a two-win season, are you? Oh, you wouldn't think so. You think there are some emerging good players, young players. That, that, and I look, I still think we need to, to work on uh, getting the ball better to Larky. I think his he delivery to him is a little bit struggled at, at, at times. You know, he, he's a good young player, but uh, the delivery it just seems to be haphazard at times. So if we can get him, if we can get the delivery right to him, he's a, he's got sixty goals in, in his boots. So I think that sort of works. Great to have you call, Craig. Uh, tune in any time and uh, give us a call any time. Great to have you down there in Launceston. Got a game coming your way Thursday, so hope you can get there. Uh, Muzzer in Geelong, welcome to you, Muzzer. Does Chris God think that the average football punter wouldn't miss 10 minutes of the game when the radio and the tally tell you how many minutes in a quarter he's like? Does he think we're all fools? Like, you're better off having normal quarters and... Yeah, I reckon we have some more games and make them for four points. But the way that interview just sounded that I listened to, that us football supporters are a bit daft. He reckons we wouldn't miss 10 minutes. We would, because we all love football. I reckon we'd miss it too, Muzza, and I'd miss it. So I don't want them shortened. So uh, for those people who think I'm an advocate for change all the time, I'm not. That's, that's another thing I don't want to change. Great to have you call. Mother, um, I did have a caller when I was doing this uh, 20-odd years ago at the ABC uh, asking if we could broadcast the game on radio and not give the score because he wanted to go home and watch the game when he got home. So maybe we could have a radio station, Muzzer, that you could listen to that doesn't give a score or a time in the quarter. Appreciate your call. Another one, agree that North Melbourne have improved. They played well um, against Richmond in a practice game. More effort and pressure was evident. Keep your calls and your tests coming through and where you think you'll improve because as I said at the top of the program if you haven't improved over summer I reckon you've gone backwards because the big clubs Brisbane, Melbourne, Richmond, Geelong, Collingwood, the Dogs at least those big clubs have improved on what we've seen so far in this opening week of footy.